0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: A lot of people have said something like this, I am never going to be like my mom or my dad. And I'm never going to have a marriage like my parents. But then our upbringing kind of shows itself. And it affects our marriage more than we intend. And that, that's that been the case for me, Greg. I, I didn't say I'll never be like my mom and dad. they They're good people. But there are some habits that I brought into the relationship. We tended to kind of explode and get over the anger and move on didn't work so good with Dina. I mean, the first time I raised my voice and exploded, you know, five minutes later, I'm like, whatever. She was still quivering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> a personal She was shut thing down for, for weeks. And, yeah. yeah. It was wrong. Yeah. So that kind of thing happens. But we're going to hear now from Greg's wife, Erin, about her perspective of how her childhood manifested in their marriage. And to open the conversation, here's Jim
2: Daly. We talked last time at the beginning about statistics that show that about 80% of women uh, are feeling lonely in their marriages. That's a big number, 80%. Um, Aaron, you're concerned about that, aren't you? Because Mm -hmm. a Christian marriage particularly uh, should have a lot more hope in it, correct? Mm-hmm.
0: And as a wife, I know, and I'm sure there's many out there listening, that really we desire more than that. We want a great marriage. We want a great relationship. No, we can't control our spouse, our our husband. We can't change him. But we sure have the power to influence. And so I love Ephesians 6, 7. It says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not man. And so really, when I show up as a wife, I want to serve I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve wholeheartedly. I'm all in. I want to do everything I can that I can control. And that's me in this marriage relationship to influence and to impact this relationship.
2: And we left last time talking about the choices that we make, our attitude. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel that with Gene and me. I'm sure, John, you and Dina have this. Uh, But sometimes just out of your own experience, your background, your nature comes out and you default to that setting, and something frustrates you or makes you angry, and that's where the evening goes. And now it's you got to talk it through. What do you mean in the book about choosing a better path? How, how do we really choose to react to our spouse in a better way?
0: Mm-hmm. And really, because often we're not even aware of what we're doing, of how we're viewing our spouse, how we're treating our spouse. And so really, it's taking a step back. And instead of focusing on him, which again, last time I said, it's really a lot more fun to focus on him, um, <laughs> you know, to really take a look at yourself and just becoming aware of how am i seeing him and how am i viewing him so when we've been hurt when we've been disappointed we forget how valuable they are and the bottom line god scripture says how valuable he is that he's made in his image his value does not change because god says so and so when we're grounded when we're spending time with the lord when we're filled up when our eyes are on him on the lord then it's easier to remember just what a precious individual we've married.
2: Let's talk a minute about what we bring into marriage. I touched on that. It it tends to form our opinions and and the way we react under crisis or Mm -hmm. maybe just generally. And I see that. I can be really sharp with my tongue and my thoughts. I'm Fairly quick, maybe not that quick, <laughs> in terms of responding to something, and and I think for Gene and I, that's where I I've got to be careful and mindful that I don't use either the kind of the sharp wit to cut down, and I I do that far too often, mm. and uh, and she's very much a golden retriever, yeah, and a very loving person, yeah. very kind Sensitive person, and so yeah. my cute little darts that I give myself such credit for. Actually, are just crushing her, yeah. and I've, i think I've got my hands on that far better than when I was younger and more immature in our marriage. I guess Jane will have to let me know, <laughs> which she will tonight when I get home. But—but but that's what I'm talking about. What, Aaron? What did you bring in to your relationship with Greg? What family of origin things? What did you have mm-hmm. to work through?
0: I had—I I mentioned this yesterday that I had a lot of um, I was lacking a lot of knowledge and skills with relationships. And so I learned a lot from Greg's dad, and from other from Bible studies, from other women, and and really set off on a journey of learning and growing. And really, I, communication wasn't a strong point for me. Conflict, how to deal with conflict in a healthy way, wasn't a big strength for me. And then also anger was something that I was raised in a home where my dad, he was the the most gentle spirit, but boy, when he got upset. It was, it, you it know, exploded. it was an explosion, and so often in our family, when we would work through something as a, a family unit, it was very explosive and very volatile. Versus, Greg came from a family where that was not the case at all.
1: First, hats off to you and Aaron. You make a great team, uh, Greg. I think you two are so vulnerable, and I've learned so much from what you've shared. It's pretty hard for a wife to have to deal with what Aaron was talking about. I'm sure a lot of women resonate. Um, When you speak from a firsthand perspective, how do you identify um, when that behavior you saw as a child starts to kind of make itself known in the marriage? I don't know the the answer to that because it's, it's
3: hard for me to know if I'm perpetuating something that was going on. You know, in my own family of origin, it's easier for me to notice when Erin is doing it. Okay. Like if she's giving a certain look, she has a tone and it so reminds me of how my mom used to say, Okay, going to ask,
1: me. is it your mom or your dad? Is yeah, your no, mom, it was my okay. mom.
3: And I'll instantly react to that. And so I can sometimes just my own self-awareness of going, okay, why am I reacting so strongly to my wife right now? What is that about? Oh, she's uh, she gave me that look or that same tone. That's it, and then it's good to offer that to go. You know what? This is my issue, so I apologize. So I mean, I think you can you can be aware of it just based on your reaction. It's good to ask that question: Is this? Am I reacting based on something out of my own childhood, or is this how my mom or dad treated me? Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, but a lot of times, John, I'm not even aware that I'm functioning that way. And it can be good. Aaron and I will have a conversation every once in a while, and we'll say things like, hey, when you were growing up, you know, what, what, how did your parents handle conflict? You know, What were things you really liked about their marriage? What were some things that you want to do different? That can give a, a different type of awareness. I think one question that if we're really brave enough can really make a big, big difference but you've got to be willing to be brave because it's not an easy question is to ask our spouse, what is it like being married to me? And I've asked Aaron that I actually asked her this recently. And of course I'm confident thinking, you know, I'm sure there's some blind spots, but come on, you know, I'm amazing (laughs) husband. She's going to say great things. And, and she thought about it for a second, and then all of a sudden I realized, oh, she's oh. she's
1: really oh, she's guarding taking, her words. She's taking me oh, no. uh, seriously here. And it's she's not measuring how do
3: I say this to him. And I said, hey, just just say mm-hmm. it. She's like, honestly, what is it like being married to you? It's lonely. I went, oh, oh and I instantly wanted to give her 27 examples of of how connected we are and how attentive I am. And and yet, thankfully, God, it was one of those moments that he just kind of went, just shut up, son. I love you, but just be quiet. Just listen to your wife. And I said, okay, so that surprises me that you feel that way. But, boy, I'd really like to better understand that. Talk about that. What What do you mean? Why is it lonely? And really what she was saying is that so much of How she feels connected to me ties to me understanding and being interested in her emotions. And I hadn't been really asking about how she's feeling, what's going on emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so the more that she explained that to me, I really got it. And, And it made sense why she would feel lonely. You know, that her not asking me how I felt would never cause me to feel lonely. And so it's, we're different that way. But it really helped because it. it I, I then said to her, so w- like, how would I ask you that in a way that would be meaningful? And she said simply, like maybe at the end of the day as we're laying in bed, just ask me how I'm doing emotionally. I went, really? That, just that simple? Absolutely. And it's been something that I've been really working on. I'm not great at that because I typically don't think about that. But I know that that's important and I understand how that connects us, which is better – all around yeah. when we're connected and so i've been doing that lately just saying hey yeah tell me what, what's going on emotionally mm. oh man she's great to to really help me to understand that and yeah. it has drawn us
1: closer together mm, that's good and we actually have Erin on the phone now <laughs> she's been listening in so <laughs> how <she's... laughs> are you feeling <laughs> yeah. really this is this is hard stuff and i i appreciate your candor in that um I would have assumed that she's going to say, yeah, you're great. But that's something that really is risky. But I applaud you on behalf of uh, all of our listeners for being bold enough to ask that question. Well, I really thought
3: it was going to be pretty simple. So I was a little (laughs) taken back. But still, it's it's a good question. No, it's a
1: great question to ask. And I'm going to work up the courage to ask it next year. Uh, We've got a lot of resources. We've got good books, articles, uh, a lot of helpful things. You know, Greg and Erin's book, which was written along with Gary Smalley, uh, Greg's dad, The Wholehearted Wife, is a terrific resource. It's going to help you have those hard conversations and understand some of the dynamics we've addressed here today. Get a copy uh, when you give a financial gift of any amount to focus on the family today. You can do that over the phone or online. Details are in the episode notes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. And if you're not already, do subscribe. And uh, next time, join us. We'll hear more from Aaron about breaking unhealthy emotional patterns. And for now, on behalf of Captain Courageous, Greg Smalley, (laughs) I'm John Fuller. And uh, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.